girl. <laughs> you realize I'm going to have to take that out. I'm going to have to cut that out. <laughs> but now you have a good starting point for all of us. It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, breathe. <clears throat> Oh, I'm good. All right, we're good. All right. One, two, three, go. All right. I'm good. I know you just Welcome counted Welcome to off. the very... F <laughs> Welcome to the very first episode of The Bug Buzz, a podcast where we explore the evolving world of streaming and content creation one interview at a time. Your hosts are Maldo and Jadinja. Um, we stream on Twitch. We make YouTube content, or rather, we attempt to when not interrupted by technical difficulties and people who can't count. I can count. Except when there's not a you. in it. Who goes on two, three, four? What kind of <laughs> nonsense is that? It's just countdown. Fucking, it's like the biggest Masonism I've heard in my life, right? That and the spinach, and it's just there's just a whole world. Well, if you want more Masonisms in your life and colonisms and our Maldon and we have our Twitter and Instagram uh, below. Uh, but we are not the focus of this. The focus is none other than JJ. As you would know him, probably wave hello. Hello. How's it going, JJ? I'm good. Waves hello. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, you can't see it's a podcast. Is this really how we're going to start this podcast <laughs> off with an ooh, ooh? <laughs> What's this? <laughs> this is what's going to I wonder if there's a YouTube work. metric where we can watch our viewer count just <laughs> dwindle and like just fall off a cliff the minute the ooh, ooh comes out. <laughs> Yeah, average listen length, like three minutes and 12 seconds, and that's when the woo is. Notices your mic. <laughs> precisely what the people are here for. That's what they want. That's what they crave. I'm craving some coffee right now, dude. I'm so tired. Alright. I went into this ready, and then I had to deal with Colin, and now I'm not... I'm not ready anymore. I need caffeine. I thought I could deal with Colin without it, but I can't. JJ, do you have coffee? Please tell me you have coffee. I already drank my coffee. It's pretty much empty, so now I'm on water. I also had coffee. Coffee! I had my coffee poop earlier. So I'm the only one who does... That explains a lot, actually. Yeah. Considering how much shit I had to put up with from you two in the opening. You I had a white chocolate macadamia nut coffee today. Ooh. It was delicious. Nut That actually coffee. does sound really good. Pretty good. <laughs> Nut coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. Continue, Mason. Continue. I'm sorry. Do we even continue? <laughs> Drink, drinking coffee just turns me and JJ back into middle schoolers. <laughs> Nut coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There's no just, keep, just keep pushing this through. This is the very first 30 seconds of our very first podcast. Listen to us talk. <laughs> this is what Billy's going to be listening to. I'm sure he'll enjoy our it. First right, oh, he stopped after the uwu. Yeah, no he, worries. He, pretty much turned off <laughs> he, he checked out point. a long time ago. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, well... 
going to attempt to get this back on track. JJ, we have a question for you. This is going to be the very first of a long series of us asking judgmental questions. Yeah. Um, which would normally be innocent, except we care desperately about your answer. Sick. So I hope you're ready for this. I am prepared. All right. Name your third favorite Pokemon. Third favorite? What is that a question? Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Third? Because people talk about number one and two, but three typically doesn't get any mention. So that's where the secret comes out. Like you hear someone's first and second favorite Pokemon, and that's their that's their face that they're wearing. Right. But you hear about their third favorite Pokemon. That's when the truth comes out. You know what kind of person you're dealing with. So let, let's hear the third favorite. It's Pokemon. also like a significantly safer answer because with your first and second favorite Pokemon, that's like people judge you hard on that. But like your th your third favorite Pokemon, people are like, ah, oh, well, it's like you know bronze, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> third favorite, I would have to say is Ralts. Ralts is my third favorite Pokemon. Hmm. I did not expect that answer. There you go. Now that I, that's a solid answer. Ralts is a I very like Ralts, memorable just... Pokemon. I just, I just have a lot of memories of trying so hard to catch a Ralts, and that's it. Now, do you prefer your Ralts <laughs> to be of the male variety, so that it can turn into Gallade, or of the female variety, so it can turn into Gardevoir? I mean, it is what it is, right? It is. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't really care. I think, uh, I, I think Gardevoir is really pretty. Um, I like that evolution oh. a lot, but I think Gallade's really cool too. But that one didn't come out till later. I only remember Gardevoir for the longest that time. That was was Gallade Gen Four. Gallade was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. well, Gardevoir was Gen Three, and then Gallade was Gen Four. So yeah, so I I mean, I was all about Gardevoir, and then Gallade came out. I was like, oh, that's cool. They added like another another way to have like another evolution. An inferior. If you realize what you're baiting Colin into, like <laughs> I can I can feel him just biting his tongue. <laughs> I don't know start. what you're talking about. <laughs> but yes, that that that'd be my third favorite if I put it in there. All right, put on the list. That's pretty good. I, I, that's a solid mention. First is still Pikachu. Colin, what about you? I said my my third favorite is definitely um, Flygon. Yeah. That was that was my old favorite, and then it slowly became replaced, but. Slowly. Still holds a special place in my heart. Have a a framed, printed out sheet of paper. Like I found art of Flygon online. Like it was a Flygon with a Pikachu on its back. It was flying around. The scenery was really nice in the background. I was like, oh, you know, this is great. And it was my desktop background for a little while. Oh. And I was like, I want this in a picture. And my parents were like, we can make that happen. <laughs> Um, and I didn't realize until many years later that what they did was they took this empty frame that they had lying around and literally printed off the image that I showed them from <laughs> the printer eight five eight and a half by twelve paper and just put it in the frame. I was like, "Wow, how did you do this?" Mind like, as we, a child. we got in touch with the artist. We got in touch with the artist <laughs> just for you, Mason's young mind. And years later, I was like, "Wait, what is this?" What do you mean you can print things out? Yeah, so, so for, for that, I mean, it even it holds an even more special place in my heart. Like, what an idiot I was. <laughs> Whatever heard from my, Colin. Yeah, yeah, my my third favorite is probably uh, Grubbin. 
Grubbin. freaking love Grubbin. Preferred? Grubbin and Sawaddle are my bug babies, and I love them both very much. Is Grubbin the one that looks like a bus? No, his his uh stage one evolution looks like a bus. That's ah. Charge a Bug. Ah, Charge a Bug looks like a bus. That's right. Yes, yes. All aboard. What is Grubbin? <laughs> All aboard. <laughs> What's the Grubbin bus look like? He's adorable. Oh, you're right. Well, he is adorable. Oh, well, Grub. He's a he's a bus with pincers on the front of it. <laughs> I mean, he is kind of cute, but I have a lot of bad experiences of of cute little grubbins turning into devastating engines, starting, yeah, Pikaram powering up Vicavolts. It, it sucks. Yeah, they, they he was like big them. in Rayquaza, I think, for a while. Was the big one yes. he was in. Yeah, yeah. Vigavold, I could care less about. Grubbin. Grubbin is where it's at. Grubbin. Yeah. All right. So Grubbin, Ross, and Flygon. There you go. Not a bad, not a bad three. Not a bad note to hopefully actually start the podcast. <laughs> um, probably a little bit better of a note than everything you, poor listener, had to hear in the first place. For the past 15 minutes. Um, but surely not half as good as what we have in store for you coming up. Um, if you are new to the Bug Buzz, which I imagine you are, because you're starting with the very first episode, um, this podcast series is about exploring the content creation community that's grown up around streaming through the lens of the creators themselves, in this case JJ, um, through their own stories and experiences. And as you know, this episode is about the one, the only, Wave Hello. Hi. Alright, so JJ, what platforms do you create content on? Um, slash, what kind of creative work do you do? Because we obviously know you as the one and only Twitch streamer Wave Hello. But uh, earlier we were talking about sound design. Um, I know you're an animator, you have like a background in IT. Like, He's a man of many talents. Let's hear about those talents. My talents, my many, 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 many talents. Um, yes. Right now, uh, I don't have much out besides on Twitter, some pictures on Insta, of course, my Twitch accounts out there. Um, in the past, I have done a bit of creative work, making content for uh, just kind of businesses, commercials, and such, but nothing too mainstream or anything that's gone viral, really, but. Um, just kind of just trying to get into the industry more or less with what I've got and what I've been working with in the past. Okay. Um, I mean, of those, I'm guessing Twitch is your main focus. Uh, yeah, Twitch, Twitch, pretty much my main focus. I mean, my what I've been trying to stick to is mostly video content. Um, and Twitch is a good platform for it but there's a lot of creativity you can do with uh creative work that you can perform using a lot of the twitch applications and Streamlabs and all the different um, integrations out there but uh mostly video creation is kind of where i'm at which is funny because i haven't started my youtube channel yet but that is <laughs> on the way in in current progress but uh currently most of my content can be found either on twitch or my twitter or my instagram so what i'm hearing now is anyone listening to this has a chance to be one of the very first subscribers 
to a YouTube empire spanning the stars. <laughs> that's that's the hope and dream. But uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah let's go right now you could go over and subscribe to youtube.com forward slash Armaldo and Shadenza. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't. I don't think I have my like actual YouTube account set up for my like my business streamer email yet so uh it's i don't even think there's a link for that yet maybe when this comes out there might be so if it is it'll probably be in the description below um Ooh, oh, we but... were on that youtube account game almost immediately we, we came on I the youtube not. posting videos game much 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 later but we had the account early we were on that <laughs> i need to do that that'll that's on the list hopefully this will push me enough to actually go ahead and just knock that out but uh you know, I'd, hopefully, hopefully that'll be done by then. <laughs> Have fun with the YouTube banner. I can tell yeah. you right now that setting that image banner is something. That's a, that's an afternoon's work. Um, yeah, so next question, I guess. Uh, how did you get into streaming? Slash, you know, planning about the YouTube videos you're going to make. Uh, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty much the excess of time that came upon me when quarantine came around. Uh, I was originally working a full-time 40-hour-a-week IT job, um, and I got laid off due to corona. And after that point, I was left with uh, a lot of time. And being my background, uh, having a lot of video creation um, in my past, uh, I was like, there's one thing I've never tried, which was live streaming. And I thought, you know, with all this excess time, this is a perfect time to start. So with that in mind, I started my channel back in like early May. So it's been like close to three months now. And uh, it's been growing steadily slowly since so yeah yeah i, I imagine oh in large part did that you had like a whole month streak didn't you you meant it i i knew that streaming is kind of a grind it's i mean a lot of things are a grind but i think streaming in particular because you are the person who sets the schedule you're the person who comes out with the content and enforces your own rules and work policies because as much as Streaming is kind of a casual, fun thing to do for anybody that has the technology or ability to do so. It's as much of a work job if you are taking it as seriously as some people are. Um, and I wanted to be um, the kind of person who takes it seriously and tries to see how far I can push myself and how, how much growth I can gain through it. Um, so yeah, for the first month, I streamed pretty much every day with only one break which was at the end of, like, I believe the month I took a, uh, I did a celebratory, like, 24-hour stream after I hit affiliate, um, after the end of my first month, and, uh, I took the day off afterwards, technically, um, to, to rest up, and then I just started streaming in the day afterwards, and I kept doing that for another few weeks. I vividly yeah, I think, um, that stream. I think a lot of people underestimate well, viewers probably more so than anyone else, just the amount of work and time and dedication that goes into streaming and all aspects of it, because it doesn't just boil down to 
I'm going to slap this webcam on and play games for a few hours and then turn it off and I'll be good. There's a lot more that goes into it um, once you get on the creator side of things that people just, you don't think about until you're in that position. Right. So, I mean, mad kudos to you for being able to do something like that. Well, thank you. It was a lot Jesus of work. <laughs> Every morning, 9.30, even on the weekends. Every day, 30 days straight. I have the metric screenshot of uh, the uh, last 30 days you stream for 30 unique days. <laughs> Is that like an achievement? Did you get one of the Twitch achievements for that? I, sadly, I don't think it's actually an achievement. I think it's an achievement to have 25 unique days, but not 30, because I don't think... Twitch wants to promote, like, overwork, you know? Mm. You need to have that kind of life balance, but because at that time my life was just Twitch, I was like, eh, whatever, you know, I'll just keep doing this. It's also one of those things where, like, I have a streak going, I don't want to, like, drop it. I was too scared to drop it until, like, a, a certain point came along, and I was like, okay, I'm, I can chill out a little bit now. Yeah. I remember one of the days you dropped was for the uh, the Twitch blackout, if memory serves. That was, I think, the yes, second day yes, yes, yes. after the like the recovery period right 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 so i was like oh okay cool i gotta take another day off to, to get my mind <laughs> a back second place, day but... off <laughs> also how for convenient right. yeah who's <laughs> gonna say it was also for a good cause don't get me wrong okay i'm just saying it was just another good opportunity to promote something on top of giving myself some extra time to recover so and I thought things were gaining momentum back then in terms of we were learning about the community, <laughs> how little think, we knew. I think there is a lot in that first, however, like month or so that you have, that you stream. I think there is a lot of momentum gain in that. And then after that point, I think it that's when like the real game begins, I guess. Like after mm -hmm. you hit a affiliate or whatever. Once you try and make that climb to partner, because there's such a huge jump, it's like average three viewers, and you're like, yes, and like awesome job, average seventy five, yeah. and you're just like, fuck, <laughs> like it's it's just such an incredible like jump, especially for you know small community streamers like we are right now, right? Um, like hitting that point, you ha you basically have to have someone of a higher level almost shout you out in order to like skip ahead i mean yeah you can play the game you know rate other people get to know other people but at the end of the day you want your viewers to be viewers you don't want your viewers to be other content creators right um so finding a good way to to do that is is really difficult uh especially like you know once you get past that honeymoon phase of streaming um, and you, you really do have to sit down and grind kind of like how you mentioned earlier, like the grind, um, every day to try and try right. and make that happen. I think another like, part of it, the grind like... by Maximus Black. Oh my perhaps? God. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I, you, we'd said the grind enough. I have to oh. not sponsored or connected in any way, but let me tell you, back to my point. I, oh, I can't even. I can't even As I was saying, say it's a book of quality advice. Anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, um, the the challenge is definitely there for that jump. I just think it's like 
you like you said the real game does begin after you hit affiliate because there's so much more that opens up to you in terms of like your you know settings your creativity like what you're allowed to do and what you can improve on um twitch kind of emotes up a lot of oh, emotes big one emotes are a big one many many good emotes uh in a lot of different places um no. but i think just <laughs> shut up uh it's I've seen a lot of channels that have done some like really creative things with like the um the different settings and custom custom uh like emotes and badges and rewards that you can you can give to your viewers during stream and um with custom like bit rewards as well. Um even channel points can get pretty nuts. I've tried to do a lot with my channel points in order to like keep people like entertained or at least have give them something that like they can, you know, look forward to like popping or using and um, affecting the stream in one way or another but it really is like there's a lot you can do it's just a matter of like how do you use the tools that are now available to you um yeah but it's it's definitely like a, a huge jump to like consider when you're looking at that 75 viewer average based on your previous three viewer average that you're sitting at before uh, when you hit affiliate and Mind you, this is <laughs> should probably make it clear that affiliate isn't of itself an easy thing to get. Like oh, we no. happen to be blessed by having a small community of us that were all, you know, had a sudden influx of free time and a very supportive network of friends. Um, but even affiliate is a mountain to climb yeah. and that's true. It just sucks that you get to the top of the mountain. And then Twitch, you know, <laughs> slaps some ads on you, slaps your ass, and then it's like, all right, off to partner you, <laughs> you go. See that and mountain? You, <laughs> you're looking, it's like uh, Aragon, the first Aragon book. They're looking for the the secret rebellion society or whatever. And they go across this desert. And Aragon's like, dude, we're never going to see, we're never going to find this mountain. It's the shortest mountain I've ever seen. Like, we should be seeing this, the, you know, the skyline by now. And his buddy's like, dude, that is the mountain. They're like, what do you mean? And he look, he just like points up and this, what Aragon had thought was the sky is literally <laughs> the mountain. Like, it's just huge. His friend is on the side, like, you're an idiot, dude. What the, f it was right in front of you. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a literal mountain. Come on. Throw back to Aragon. If anybody's ever read it. <laughs> One of the best board games ever created. <laughs> we still have that. We have <laughs> One of the best movies that they should have never made. <laughs> I don't remember the movie, honestly. I probably for That's good, good reason, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Good call. It's like the what people are going through right now with the Mortal Instruments movie, I believe. Oh. The people are going through the Artemis Fowl movie. They came out oh, with yes, that. Oh, yeah, that one, too. Risky. Yeah, that one and was the big stinker. Yeah, the books were so good, so too. The movie came out. It's all downhill yeah. from there. I think a lot... Well, I'm not going to go off on that tangent. I'm going to stop myself right there. All right. <laughs> Continuing with the interview. That should be something we have is like a... <laughs> Like the 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 B sides, just a compilation of all the many tangents we go off on this. I was ready to go off on bloopers. a whole thing about why people perceive books as being better than movies and all this oh, stuff. No, man. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Oh not gonna man! Do it. I mean, I feel like I'm missing out. 
Let's talk about JJ. And by JJ, I mean, let's hear my opinions on the movie Book World. <laughs> what was this podcast uh. about again? <laughs> well, this podcast is about experiences. It's about stories. And starting right now, this podcast is about um, your very generalized life story, JJ. Oh, uh, so you know how you got into streaming, uh, which yeah. is admittedly your very, very recent life story. Very true. Uh, but just give us a brief overline before that. Um, how did you wind up as the, the IT professional that you are today? Obviously, you don't have to oh, go God. into excruciating detail. All right. So um, when I was born... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was born at the age of five. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was massive. Uh, let's see. How how do I generalize this? So, went to school. Uh, went to college specifically for a comp sci degree because you know that's where the money's at. Uh, computer science. Lots of good jobs in that field. Uh, Excuse me. Ooh. I also uh, have a general interest in um, computing, coding, languages, uh, coding programs, all that stuff. But um, the mountain was definitely a tall one. <laughs> there was a lot <laughs> that needed to be done in order to um, even get into the school for computer science. And uh, after, you know, a year or two of working towards that, I realized that it just wasn't worth it, sadly. Um, so I moved on to something else. And in the meantime, while I was doing that, trying to figure something out, I was working for the school's IT, um, their, their IT service there as well. Um, just a little side part-time job. And the more I worked there, the more I realized that this was something I actually kind of enjoyed and something I was really interested in. Also, thanks to a lot of the people there, um, all my coworkers, my bosses, supervisors—they were all great, fantastic people, and um, they had a lot of—they had a large wealth of knowledge to share, and it was—it made the experience all the more worthwhile to me. So uh, I switched to communications um, and okay. finished my bachelor's in 2018, December of 2018. And uh, continued working with them and jumped around to a few different companies for IT. Um, but uh, we are now sitting in 2020 in the current epidemic disaster in the uh, <laughs> current day. And it is, you know, currently kind of a standstill in my career. But it's, uh, you know, just another, just another stepping stone roadblock to, to get past. But that is currently how I ended up where I am now. Got you. Yes. Um, I know. I guess this kind of leads into the next question. Um, I know that as awful as the pandemic is and how it grinds people's lives basically to a halt, um, we were all fortunate enough to be able to, I guess, make something out of all our free time. Like you mentioned earlier, that was how um, you had the resources and, and time of day to start streaming that was also how con and i got started um mm -hmm. same exact way because we were just at home all day and had the interest and had never really had the time or the boredom but right. now we did <laughs> and um it was a very eloquently put text that i got in the middle of me playing some game that said 
hey, want to stream Portal? And I was like, all right. <laughs> and it's all an uphill from there. <laughs> kind of. Some up, sort of. some, some, some not. I do remember no. that first Portal stream, though. I sat there and I watched that, and I was like, man, this is actually really entertaining. It was, it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. It sucks the first, that our first, first game was Portal. Like, <laughs> we, it wasn't even on our channel. It's on Collins. Hey, it's but, a um, great game, great stream. Yeah, I just wish we could do it now. <laughs> but it's, um, I guess the, where I was going with that question was, um, admittedly, it's kind of hard to tell how streaming has impacted your life because streaming and the quarantine hit at almost the exact same time both are such huge all-encompassing um life changes honestly right. but um what if you had to to take a gander at it how is quarantine affected or <laughs> how is streaming affected you um in terms of your your daily routines um you know eating habits working out i know I personally have been at the computer even more than I was before. And honestly, it's not been good. I'm still trying to work <laughs> around that. Um, so what about you? What on your end? I think for me, because I was at least a few months out of my job and not streaming at the time, I had about like a two month period where I was actually not doing anything at all. Um, because at that point I was getting my stimulus checks, you know, my unemployment checks, you know, were coming in and I was kind of floating on that for a while and I didn't see any need to, you know, look for work um, for the time being. So I took the time to kind of like recollect myself and try to figure out what I wanted to do um, with my life at that point. And um, it was it was kind of an unhealthy lifestyle, I'll definitely say. A lot of it was spent at my computer, just watching videos, gaming, just like kind of for the most part wasting away <laughs> uh not doing any kind of productive work whatsoever and watching my motivation dwindle um and i think it was a little bit after watching your guys stream i thought you know this is something i feel like something that could pick me back up you know it was something i was interested in something i knew i wanted to do at some point and I thought that at that time, it was the perfect opportunity to do so. Um, but I think my whole schedule kind of changed for the better, definitely. And I think mostly for one main reason. And that was because I decided to make my streams mornings only. <laughs> uh -huh. And for some odd reason, my brain told me this was a good idea. And I just went with it. But I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. In the end, it was a very good idea because it kept me from sleeping in to noon and after every day. Um, it gave me something to look forward to, something to wake up to, and it gave me the rest of the day instead of sitting around and just kind of lazing about. It actually motivated me to look for more ways to improve the work I was doing that morning, um, look for ways to review my work, and then try to figure out how to improve myself for later on. I'll be at my eating and health schedule uh that that still needs work on um i work out but <laughs> minimally very very minimally um you can tell that because i started my actual job again this last week uh back at it 
um, and I'm doing kind of part-time hours for the time being. So uh, trying to minimize my exposure to the real world for, for while well, the things are still as bad as they are. Um, and it's a lot of manual labor that quarantine has not prepared me for. And I was, I was dead exhausted on the first day back. So, um, that was definitely something I need to work on. Uh, but yeah, sorry, what, Colin, you were saying. Well, no, I mean, just in regard to your, um, your comment about having a purpose or having a reason to like wake up in the morning kind of thing. I mean, I think quarantine has kind of affected everybody in in that manner i was trying to find a while for a while i was trying to find something similar and uh when i did my recent move and i had a dog back home but i didn't like walk it frequently uh, it was more my mom's dog than mine so i don't have to worry about it but ever since coming down here i have these two dogs to worry about and especially <laughs> when my girlfriend works 12-hour shifts so for those long period of time i have to take care of them as well and so waking up every morning to take them out you know 7 a.m or whatever once i'm up and out of bed i'm up but right. getting the motivation to get out of bed normally was the problem for me and um with them here i don't really have a choice because they won't leave me the hell alone <laughs> until they go outside and so once i once i do take them outside um i'm like well I'm already up and i've already moved around and like you know kind of done a few laps kind of a mini cardio session essentially so um that's just i think everybody not everybody but if you're suffering from the same kind of mental deficiency that i was and it sounds like jj was in oh, yeah. quarantine if you find you have to find a reason and i think both of us did in that way and it makes you feel a lot better about yourself and it makes your days feel more productive um because you got Makes more time and longer, stuff definitely yeah exactly um and, and i think it's a good thing to to look for um so if you get that's just something i recommend in current quarantine you know and especially because to hit on your your second point um whether people notice it or not right now you're gonna be exhausted after a day of work now i mean mm. you're you're used to people a lot of people are used to sitting at home um you know not doing too much physical activity once you go out and you just walk around a little bit you'll notice you know your, your cardio is not what it used to be at all <laughs> not at all i mean None i can speak so. from like personal experience from like hospitalizations i've had in my life that lasted a long period of time once you come out of you know that x amount of months of time where you're not exposed to like where you're not moving around where you're not doing stuff and you come you come out and you go back into the general public it's a lot it's taxing on your body like you don't think about it it's it's kind of i don't want to say it's kind of crazy because it shouldn't be like a crazy idea it's like whoa i didn't move for a few months and now this is hard <laughs> but it's like not something you think about like it's not something you're super aware of when it happens so it's definitely um, more reality jarring when you're actually like back into it because that yeah, when, when i got happens. home from my first day and like i spent the whole day like out walking moving like you know 10 15 pound equipment around um <laughs> and walking like you know four to five miles a day you know on foot in the crazy heat that is you know the carolinas of course yeah um yeah, yeah definitely hit me then that i was like i am not in the shape i used to be Why, whatsoever Sandy? <laughs> yeah it's not it's not not a good time <laughs> uh, yeah i know it's yeah. uh it's kind of especially jarring for a lot of us because it's a new 
for most of us it's a new physical low like we can't in living memory remember the last time that we weren't able to do stuff like this mm -hmm. and it's you know our first time so like being, coming of the, out uh, of being sick without being sick yeah, yeah. that's that's the exact al analogy as a sick person that is the exact <laughs> analogy i would use <laughs> there, there you go, go. um well, i guess we can use that as our uh I guess our segue to another question. Um, you're talking about just lows. Um, I guess this next question is: What kind of challenges have you experienced streaming? Um, I know it's a taxing thing sometimes to do something that really doesn't have an instruction manual associated with it. Um, you know, streaming is like you mentioned earlier. It's something like you can just turn on your webcam and just go. But to kind of build a community and grow a stream is not easy. And it's also not easy being on, you know, for hours at a time every day, even when you don't feel like it. So what, what have you faced on your end? Like, those are a couple of things that I've faced. Well, for one, it's uh, as much as it is taxing, I think there's also a groove that you have to get into. Um, I think there's a point where you have to figure out what kind of personality are you becoming. Because um, as much, as, as artificial as it sounds, when you do stream, you do have to kind of turn on a personality. No one, and I mean, I probably no one, sits there and, like, talks and commentates themselves, like, as they're playing a game, like, without anybody watching normally. So, of course... It just does them. Right. So, of course, when you're streaming, you have to kind of be this personality and kind of talk and try to make sense of what you're doing to make it entertaining enough. So when people are watching you, it's like they're, you know, they're getting to interact with you, but also what you're thinking, your mind, um, your thought processes as you're as you're playing or doing whatever you're doing on stream. Um, and I've done a variety of things. I mean, uh, I've done cooking streams. I've done just kind of IRL stuff, uh, plenty of gaming streams, of course. But um, based on my variety, it's it's definitely something that's like you have to turn on this other self when you're when you're on, and that can be taxing. But I think once you kind of realize what kind of guidelines you set for yourself in that other in that other personality it makes it a lot easier to kind of keep it going especially <laughs> i realized this especially when i did my 24-hour stream i <laughs> was like 12 or like i think 13 hours in or something and uh somebody raided me uh billy billy raided me with like 24 people and I just had a moment where I was like, I was so out of it because it had been so long on stream. I was kind of worn and I was just kind of like mindlessly playing through this game, like talking every now and then. And he raided and I just something in my brain just had to flip and I just started like talking. So it it is definitely a thing that wears you out, but it's also something that you kind of have to learn, almost like a skill to be able to know when to use and when not to use, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, well, dur during that 24 hour stream, it was, it was definitely an endurance test to see how far I could, you know, push it. Um, 
But besides that, uh, challenges with streaming aren't uh, too crazy for me. I feel like as a person, um, I've been very into PC gaming technology. So I have plenty of equipment. Uh, I never had a whole lot of struggle with, you know, getting a webcam, getting a good microphone. Uh, my PC was already up to stuff. Um, I feel like that hurdle was pretty well and over for me. Um, but I did kind of recognize it again when Nikki, my fiance, started streaming. Um, she was trying to stream from her kind of like Chromebook laptop. It was like kind of like a light book, um, basic, you mm -hmm. know, very minimal specs. And she was trying to stream from it because, you know, I told her that it might be a good idea for her to start too if we're both like sitting here doing quarantine, not doing anything. So she said, okay, she'll start streaming too. And that's when I realized, man, there is, if I was in her position, it would be a much bigger hurdle for me because her computer was not up to stuff. She didn't have a solid microphone. Her webcam was like 420 at best. I mean, it was, it was, it was troublesome to look at and think, wow, I mean, if I didn't have all the stuff and all the tech that I've already like purchased and invested in, I mean, I would, I would not probably have continued streaming with with what i had then um of course i after seeing all that i helped her out you know helped her buy a few new parts here and there to kind of pick up her stream quality a little more and um i think it's definitely helped her kind of keep her own schedule going but um i think that was kind of retrospective for me to like look at and think wow uh i if i had at that level um that amount of capability i don't know if i keep going and of course, not to say the equipment makes the streamer, but it does make life easier for the streamer. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Absolutely. But I, for the most part, that's that's kind of what hurdles I've um, come into so far um, for what I've experienced in my in my past few months. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> just starting out, I was fortunate enough to have like my parents are videographers so I had kind of a similar advantage to you in that I had people I could go to to ask you know hey how am I you know what do I do about this webcam they're just like oh we just have this USB webcam just lying around like great what do I do about a mic like oh well we don't have one of those lying around but we recommend this one great kind of things that just um having that advantage is definitely hugely helpful um con did you were you all set when you started too um well i had already prior to us streaming together i had streamed myself a few times on my own channel um mm -hmm. the only thing like i really bought um was a a, a 1080p like usb webcam um just like a nice quality webcam because I had, when I built my computer a couple of years ago, it was, you know, it, it, it had the strength to run plenty. Uh, and I had an Ethernet connection already set up. So, I mean, it was just a matter of just opening up Twitch and going live. So it really wasn't, wasn't anything crazy difficult for me personally. But I know the difficulties, you know, that could block a streamer because i i've also you know tried to stream before i tried to kick off streaming before when i had like a you know p1 
piece of crap computer and it's definitely it exists the problem exists whether you don't have the right parts whether you don't have quality internet whether you're on wi-fi versus ethernet mm. whether you have a built-in webcam on your laptop versus a external you know usb webcam or something like that um and i'm lucky because i have a, a headset in my uh, a microphone in my headset i mean and i have a quality headset so my my mic quality is pretty good um but a lot of people have you know the only mic they have is in their freaking laptop or something so then they have to purchase a microphone and uh, it, there, there's a lot that could inhibit you even beginning to start streaming, and it's difficult to make an investment in something that you haven't seen any success from yet, uh, much less, you know, started yet. So mm. it has to be something that you're passionate about and that you can see yourself doing for a long period of time. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of investing so much money in something that's not going to have much return for you if you're not even enjoying the time you're spending with it? Right. That is actually a really good point. It's definitely something that the the upfront and the overhead is is a lot more than you'll see from it for some amount of time. And it's it's difficult going out and saying, you know, I really want to commit this money and this time and this energy, um, you know, teaching yourself best practices or even just the, the how-to of, you know how how am I how am I supposed to get all this hooked up to Twitch? You know, yeah. I could just talk into this mic. Is it on? Um, just the the learning processes for your equipment, for Twitch in general, for the necessary programs in order to stream, setting up your alerts, setting up your you know visual effects, setting up things for when you get a follower. You know, it's there is a ton of like there's a massive learning curve um Lord, it was like a month before i finally you sat me down and just like right you're learning stream labs i'm sick of this <laughs> it was we still stream mostly from streams, collins computer know. yeah and i finally started solo streaming and i'm like i don't understand this program Colin. Hell. i mean it was i still don't really understand the program when I was helping Nikki start up her stream, I mean, she was like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Like, do I have to add, like, my webcam and stuff? I was like, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. okay. Well, we'll go through, set up your scenes, like, put all your stuff in. And then um, it, whenever there was any kind of technical problem, like, I would have to be the one to come and fix it because she just had no idea. Like, she just didn't understand, like, where any of the settings were, how to configure things, like can't i just plug in the mic and just say work you know like no you know there's it's going to be using your laptop mic you got to set it so it uses you know the webcam mic or whatever else well um, and i think it's important to mention through no fault of her own it's just oh, cool. you have more knowledge of the programs because you've already interacted right because i've been them. doing it yeah, yeah, yeah and uh i mean i kind of pushed her into it anyway so it kind of didn't give her a whole lot of time to to get herself prepared but um right I mean, it was it was definitely one of those things that you look at and you think like, you know, if I didn't have as much of a what people call like, you know, tech savvy, um, a, a, such uh, kind of this already base knowledge of like how this, you know, stuff works. I mean, in her position, it's a much more complicated task than us just sitting here. Oh, yeah, just kind of 
change the setting because this mic isn't working or change the setting because I can't see my webcam, you know? For her, she would, right. I don't think she would know where to go or what to look for. Yeah, I mean, the sheer amount of Google searches that I had to make early in my career, even <laughs> as a solo streamer, just to figure things out, you know? Like, what the heck is a scene and why does it want me to make one? You know, what's the point of having multiple scenes? Right. Uh, you know, how do I add each individual aspect of my stream to a scene? And like, what do you mean I need alerts? What are alerts? <laughs> you know, it's just so much goes into making a stream look like a stream. Like, if you just open up OBS and you're like, all right, going to start streaming. It's going to be so bare bones. Like, you're not going <laughs> to attract, like, you're not going to visually appeal to mm. any viewer. So your content, like, you better be a pro gamer or something with your content <laughs> because... If you're just trying to entertain people, it's just not going to cut it anymore in this day of the current day and age of Twitch. Maybe back when it was still growing, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. when the, you only had like uh, when there were Forsen there were less creators and, to compete with. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, maybe back then, but but not anymore. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to come into the game strong mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It's um. Definitely, as much as we talk about how there definitely are challenges associated with starting streaming, the barrier to entry, um, especially as techs become cheaper and Twitch has, I'm not going to say it's back end is really good, but it's <laughs> workable. Um, and there's just more knowledge out there that if you do put in the time to find it, you can get started easier than you could back in the day. So, oh yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of creators out there. And I think the the creator to viewer ratio is halved since Twitch has started. Um, so it's not only is there a lot of um, a lot of people that you're essentially in competition with if you choose to view it that way, um, but also there you know streaming isn't new anymore. And there's an expectation when people come in of this is what I'm going to see. I'm going to type in chat and i'm gonna see my chat on the screen i yep. want to see your face i want to see the <laughs> game i have certain quality expectations you know mm-hmm. and it's like in theory you could really just be streaming the game or your face if you're just chatting you know whatever but then the viewer comes in and doesn't see what they want to see and it's like yo what is this scuffed <laughs> channel why am i wasting my time exactly. here exactly and um and, and yeah. off they go and off they go. But um, yeah, I guess on this note, um, starting a stream is, um, I'm it's just such an incredible process and an, an incredibly complicated process. Like we've said, um, if we have anyone out there, any any poor sucker that's been baited into listening to our podcasts, <laughs> um, who might be interested in starting a stream themselves. Uh, what advice would you give JJ to someone who like us uh, or well, one advice that you might give to someone who like yourself already had an idea of what they're doing or to someone like Colin and I, who basically started out with um, you know, a webcam and a dream kind of thing. Like what's um, a <laughs> webcam and a dream. Sounds like a band name. And a little more. And the personalities of champions. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and John's Wi-Fi. And John's <laughs> Wi-Fi. Still, still got that one. <laughs> um, what advice would I give? That's a strong question because I feel like there's a lot of ways to answer that. Um, I think for the baseline of anybody who is, you know, very new and doesn't quite have a lot of savviness with this kind of thing and still wants to start something like this, um, definitely find resources. YouTube, uh, there's documentation online, Reddit's a great resource. Not always a great resource, but it's got plenty of people on there that'll help you out. Um, look for look for other people that have some kind of idea. I guess I'm that person, um, therefore supposed to be telling you. But uh, look for more because there's always um, a, a good video explanation out there. There's always a better documentation than what I can tell you right now of how to set up your stream properly. Um, there are guides. There's ways. If you're a newbie, you look up. You know, you know, new to streaming, how to start up my OBS. You know, whatever. This and that. Um, there, there will always be some kind of helpful guide out there because I mean we're in 2020. And there's going to be plenty. Trust me. Uh, so if you go out looking, you'll you'll find it, and that will be your guide to getting you into this. Because as much as you know, running headfirst into it is you know all right. You know you can make mistakes. It's fine. It's way easier to get through your problems and way better for your blood pressure if you just look up somebody else's guide on how to do it and try to follow along with them and figure it out through that. That's how I've always done everything and it helped me out a bunch and made it a lot less stressful than me just trying to piece together bit by bit trying to figure it out on my own. Um, and I think for anybody else who is already, you know, pretty knowledgeable about this kind of thing, but wants to start streaming and kind of already knows their their kind of pathway. They already know how to get themselves started. Um, one got one tip I could give is consistency, 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 consistency. Um, whether it's you know your your layouts, your setup. Um, how you're interacting with your viewers, your schedule, very importantly, your schedule. Keep yourself consistent because that is what is going to lay a good foundation for you and your viewers. Um, because without that, they won't know what to expect. And a lot of people, as much as you know, they like being surprised and like coming in and seeing new things, um, you need to have some kind of uh, consistency for them to come back to and understand like this is what the stream is going to be about this is what you can expect um, and I think that is that is one of the probably one of the most important things I'd say for somebody who's getting into streaming to yeah, know I can definitely to say um, from my experience as a viewer because of course I, I've watched plenty of streaming as well um the the consistency thing in terms of always kind of having the same level of interaction with your chat or the same you know pretty consistent timing in the day um and to a certain degree playing of course the games don't have to be identical but you're not like you know chess streamer by day and valorant pro by night kind of thing it's like the the more the better an idea i have of what i'm going to be seeing when i go into this person's channel the more likely i am to kind of have that 
thought, you know, just browsing around and clicking around, just like, yeah, what am I going to do? I've got free time. What do I want to do? If I have a concrete idea of the kind of experience I'll have, if I pop over to this person's channel, I'm more likely to think to myself, yeah, that was a good time. I'm going over there. Um, as opposed to saying, oh, I wonder if that one dude's on and he's playing the game that he played once. Right. But that he doesn't really play that game. And then you, you, <laughs> you know, what are the odds you managed to find the person even online if you don't know when they're going to stream? Mm -hmm. It just makes it easier for people to come to you. All right. Yeah, I guess we'll move on into the next one. Um, we've talked about challenges. We've talked about just getting started. Um, we've generally made streaming um, <laughs> not like a a walk in the park, which honestly is you know, it's, it's pretty easy breezy sometimes. As much as you got to be dedicated to it, it's it's a pretty nice um, career or hobby to get into. So, JJ, what is your highest moment streaming? Um, what, what is the favorite thing about streaming um, video games or streaming IRL, cooking, whatever? What is the one moment that if you were to stop today and come back to this summer years down the road, you'd be like, yeah, I remember, I remember when I uh, used to, to stream that, that one moment. That you're gonna remember. What is it? One moment. It's a lot. There's a lot of moments. There's a, there was a lot of good moments, but I'm trying to think of one that really stands out. I mean, the 24-hour stream, mostly because I mean it was a whole 24 hours. It's hard to forget that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> was definitely a huge thing. It was one to celebrate, kind of the commitment that I've gone through, but also being able to hit the affiliate achievement so quickly um in that first month um mm -hmm. it was just kind of something to celebrate the people that came and supported me and celebrate kind of like you know where we making this community and kind of making setting this goal for ourselves and actually making it as not just myself as a streamer but as a whole for all the people that consistently came back to um to to watch me and it was it was definitely during that 24-hour stream that um, I kind of remember quite a bit from all the different uh, the people that dropped by, um, all the different viewers, some that I haven't seen in a while, some that were regulars. Um, <laughs> and one particular viewer that I, I remember very fondly, uh, I don't know if he, he or she, I don't actually know, still comes back to my stream on the occasion, but uh, Vasa. Um, Vasa, Vasa. Do you know a, Vasa? <laughs> he or she is a uh, a Russian viewer who kind of found my channel out of nowhere when I was doing like the Pokemon Nuzlocke runs, like in the first two weeks of my stream, and um, uh, he for for ease of uh, ease of explaining, uh, he would always come in and just start you know typing to me in this kind of broken English, you know, you know, hey, what's up, like, and then. Occasionally, because I wanted to try to break the language barrier, make it easier for him to type to me, I would go and try to translate his, uh, his, uh, or at least my English into Russian to translate back to him. 
and uh, <laughs> we would kind of go back and forth, and it would be this thing during stream that whenever we pop in, I'd take a pause from whatever game I'm playing, and we would have this little conversation back and forth of uh, me trying to speak to him in Russian and him trying to speak back to me in English. Um, and he would send me, like, little, like, riddles and quizzes in Russian, so, like, as soon as I translated it, it would be, like, you have five seconds to name top three of your favorite water Pokemon, and I was like, oh, shit, okay, so I'd have to, like, name it off, like, rattle it off real quick then and there, but, um, I think it was those, those moments, uh, that I kind of, it kind of, like, made me realize how connective streaming can be, um, <laughs> As much as, you know, most social networks are, Twitter and Facebook and, you know, YouTube, Instagram, you can go on and, you know, see anybody from around the world and, you know, get to talk to them, send them a message. I mean, see their pictures, watch their videos, hear their voice, see their face, all that. It was that connective moment right there where I'm like, I'm talking to some random dude or person in Russia and we're, you know, not most effectively communicating but we're making sense of what we're trying to say to each other and we're like you know i'm playing this game and they're just like enjoying the time that they're spending on stream and we're just like having this time and it was just so strange to me as a concept that that could just be something that you can just do online you know um, <laughs> it was definitely very new to me but it was it was definitely one that i'm going to remember quite fondly if uh, if i don't ever see Voss again in my channel hopefully i'll see him again one day uh, but I haven't seen him for a few weeks now, but, uh, it's just one of those moments that you have to really appreciate, especially when it comes to, when it comes to Twitch and just how the Twitch network kind of works like that. Yeah, that was super cool seeing y'all go back and forth and just bonding over your shared love of Pokemon. You know, Even ignoring though, the language very kind of thing <laughs> ignoring trying to ignore it letting google attempt to translate for us uh <laughs> unsuccessfully sometimes but it still kind of worked out for the most part yeah for the most part <laughs> that was fun though um yeah that's definitely i really couldn't have put it better myself in terms of the, the power of the connectivity of, of streaming and the, the people you meet certainly um i think my own favorite moment whatever it may be um definitely gonna involve the people that you meet during twitch or during jesus <laughs> during <laughs> streaming during <laughs> 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 my brain still doesn't have its coffee i need coffee it's even slower to. than usual colin help him out i help feel like i'm just out. talking Dirt. slower <laughs> colin comes in during yeah thank you colin yeah I colin <laughs> So far, what has your been your favorite moment on the stream? Curious for what your perspective is. My favorite moment on on our stream. Mm -hmm. Um, mm, I think uh, a lot of what I really enjoyed was our kind of earlier content. We're kind of really deep into this Borderland series right now. I think it's going to be fun to like get out of this vein. <laughs> and just kind of go to something else like sick of borderlands but all right, all right. yes 
the portal <laughs> stream brings back a lot of good memories honestly because mason had already played it and we were trying to you know even though he had already played it we were still working together to solve these puzzles and being mm. able to just give mason just a horrible time was just <laughs> so entertaining to me and uh like even like to this day our viewers like it's their thing to just constantly rag on mason which i'm sure he hates but i just love it it's just so so great i, just, I uh, can't talk about a single thing without people finding a way to like, we'll be talking about food and as the conversation goes on we'll just keep talking keep talking i'll, I'll make the one i'll step on the landmine I'm like well it's just a normal pasta to me you know and then that just <laughs> yes, it just goes. All the chat goes off. What do you mean it's a normal kind of pasta? What do you mean you don't what know do what this is? What do you mean all the pasta's the same? It's so different. This one has a circumference of like two point five centimeters, whereas this one has a radius of something else. And this one's long, and this one's not. And then someone goes and, and I says, just, oh, I step the on way, these landmines all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then one other person is just like in the background, you can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the one thing I miss about Borderlands. Dude, I love, I love right. driving in that game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when I think about our stream, those are the, the two things that come to mind. Um, me personally agitating Mason and our viewers agitating Mason. Um, so, yeah. Agitating Mason, best part of the <laughs> so far. If you want to agitate Mason, Mama Chedinja. Yeah. Links to our channel is in the comments below. <laughs> Come agitate Mason. If you see Love anyone else in stream talk crap about Mason, just agree with them. They're right. <laughs> Let's find some other topic. Wait, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Watch this. All right, ready for this Watch smooth this. transition? Watch this. I'm watching. All right, this. All right, don't shut up. All right. So if if ragging on me is what sets our channel apart, JJ, what sets your channel apart? Ooh, See that? That what was a good that segue. Was incredibly smooth. That was like polished wow. marble. Smooth mm, transition. That was like about. the most ideal form of pasta that has all the right ridges to hold all the sauce in, as opposed to other forms of pasta that aren't as superior to that individual form of pasta. Collins is stuck in the past the right now. Stuck <laughs> in his culinary rut and his pasta groove and ridges. While JJ and I are talking about streaming. I say Rigatoni. <laughs> What makes the Wave Hello brand, um, I guess, different? Like, obviously, you know, with the number of content creators out there, you can only be so different. Like, you, you're not reinventing the wheel, really. You know, there's, there's a, it's very difficult to do something completely new with the volume of content that's out there. But right, in terms right. of branding your channel and giving people an idea of what to expect, what um one describe your brand uh to the people and two um what steps do you take to ensure that that brand um sticks like what effort do you undertake to create that sort of community or image that you want your 
viewers to have available to them. This is an interesting question because as much as I would like to give a concrete answer now, I know that might change in like the next month, three months, six months, you know, however long um, that this continues because I feel like as a Twitch brand of sort, you don't really keep a singular identity. Um, I know a lot of people might, but for me myself, uh, how I see my how my streaming brand has grown and how it's evolved over this past month, I think it's going to continue to change and evolve and be something else um, as I continue to do other other things. Because um, right now, you know, I'm I've kind of, I've been going through these like uh, you know different phases. When I started off, I was playing like Minecraft for a while because I thought that was just a good you know entry game to like keep playing and just kind of doing. And I know a lot of people who are like core, like hardcore Minecraft players and all they do is play Minecraft. And that's their brand is like, they're the Minecraft guy. But I didn't want to be the Minecraft guy. I just wanted to be the, the video game guy. I just wanted to play video games. Um, and I have a lot of interest in very, you know, particular genres. Uh, genres. I mean, genres. 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 I'm a I'm a big fan of roguelikes, and um, I really like roguelike games. So for a while, I was considering maybe I'll just stream roguelike games, and that'll be my thing. I'll uh, I'll do roguelike games. I'll do different ones. I'll try to see how far I can get. You know, try to get all the achievements. Um, but as much as I like that idea, I was like, well, I'm also you know a really big fan of Pokemon. So I played a lot of Pokemon. I did a lot of the uh, I did the Pokemon Fire Red Nuzlocke run with John. Um, that was a great time, and I really enjoyed that, and I know the viewers really enjoyed that, too. That was um, fun. It was a good time. Uh, I, and as much as I love doing that, I knew I didn't want to keep that as, like, my brand. That's not what I wanted to be known for. I just wanted to be, not to say that I want, like, my face and my name just to be attached to my personality as, like, oh, he's this guy. He's just that guy, you know? But... I don't, at the same time, I don't want my brand to be attached singularly to one type of genre, one type of game, or um, one type of thing. I just want to be somebody that's, you know, funny and entertaining and somebody that people, you know, feel comforted to come back to and watch and just get to, like, hang out and, you know, enjoy the time um, that we spend on, on the stream and, you know, interactions and just hanging out. Because, um... That's, I think that in terms of a brand is going to hold at least in terms of longevity for myself um, on top of, you know, for other people that are watching. I think it just holds better um, rather than saying that, oh, I'm the singular game guy because it just mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't work with how I play games. Um, it doesn't work with, you know, how, how much I enjoy playing different kinds of games. It just wouldn't work for me as a person. Um, but as far as my brand goes, that's kind of where I sit with it. Um, I'd rather people know me as Wave Hello than, you know, the roguelike guy or the rhythm game guy or, you know, Minecraft guy. But by God, please don't call me the Minecraft guy. That's not what I want to be known for. <laughs> Love Minecraft, but not, not that much. Right. I think um, saying that your identity changes is very accurate um, as a Twitch streamer. I mean... Our identity has changed 
like once or twice already at this point. Um, and I can see it changing more. Um, so I, I change just... quite a bit once we leave, uh, once we leave Borderlands. Mind you, I'm not entirely sure how many people have come to us for Borderlands or, and stay for Borderlands, but Borderlands has been a mainstay of our channel for, a what, while. months? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Almost an entire month, I think, at this point, so. Yeah, I know what you're saying. God damn. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that's up to change. I mean, our our shtick is more that, you know, co-op games, but mm. as even within that, our identity will change frequently. So I think that's just a very accurate statement in general that you have to be flexible as a streamer. Anyways, you can't have that solid identity unless you're really good at a game and people want to watch you because you're really good. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, a lot of streamers out there, especially like, um, I mean, they have like whatever, like, uh, that one guy was his name, Spoopy Poops OW. Like, he has the OW in his name because he's an Overwatch player. He's a coach for Overwatch. He plays it professionally. Um, you know, he's, he's ranked and he takes the game very seriously. Um, but that's his identity. He's the Overwatch guy, Spoopy Poops, you know, but that's just his thing. Um, and I know for myself and I know for what you guys have said, it's not our, it's not going to be our thing. Um, we just want to be known for kind of our personality and kind of us as the individuals, um, on the stream. Actually, Colin and I plan to be known as the Beast Form Simulator channel. <laughs> I was going to bring Worm that Simulator up before guys. that. Our identity right now is far more into the Roblox world than it is in the freaking Borderlands world. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's uh, we're talking about yeah. brandings and accidentally finding your way into a certain niche. By the way, yeah, this uh, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Spaceworm Simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Go claim your Robux. Brought now. to you by the Ninja Bee, chosen <laughs> bee of really no one actually. Imagine having Ninja Bee. Ugh. Ugh. Worst <laughs> bee ever, and if you think so, you're wrong. Yeah. Hey, don't shit on Ninja B. Ninja B's pretty good. That was good. so funny. I actually... there was that, yeah, there was the guy who came into our server, and one guy was excited that he got Ninja B, and then the guy was just like, no, Ninja B is trash. They were both beefing with each other yeah. over this Ninja B. Like, one of them, one of them was in our Twitch chat. I don't actually think he followed. He was just in the Twitch chat um, talking with... Um, the one who is in-game is speaking through Roblox chat, which we would then narrate. And Twitch oh chat dude was talking, um, he's like, no, Ninja V is good for this build, and you want, if you're going blue or whatever, then you want this. Red's OP right now, it's been OP for a little while. And then in-game guy was like, hold up, Ninja V, no, Ninja V's trash. Push his glasses. A friend had just gotten Ninja V, and then the other guy was like, "Nah, Ninja V is really good. I don't know what you're saying. You must be bad at this game." And the other one saying, "No, no, no. It's cool. It's chill. I'm, just, I'm just saying. If you think Ninja V is good, then you're really bad at this game." As well. <laughs> and they were Dude, just the Roblox toxicity. <laughs> yes. Same. Yes. God, as much as that game is made for like twelve year olds and all that, but like. Dude, that's the problem right there. What happened? 
Like the players in there are almost as bad as like you know Call of Duty on Xbox type of type an online community. It's just yes. oh, it's horrible. They're sometimes. mean. If the Roblox chat filter wasn't the most like all encompassing <laughs> div- like algorithm I've ever seen, like, if it didn't just catch random words in addition to everything else, then it'd be it'd be hella toxic. Although I will say that I admire the creativity of certain um users we sophie and i were talking about um one person he'd, he'd gotten a bear that follows him around um which is very expensive which yes. you do get to name the bear so mm. over the course of us trying to talk oh, about this bear we'd had every other word censored um <laughs> just because of the roblox algorithm that it was and then we finally see this dude's bear and he's named it dick like it's d <laughs> The the divider, like the vertical, not the backslash or forward slash, but the vertical divider. Um open parentheses K. And he just it didn't catch it. <laughs> and we just had to admire his creativity and dedication. Like just you can't stop these people from being toxic. There's no way. Although that wasn't toxic, that was hella funny. You can't stop my 12-year-old self. I'll find a way, (laughs) I will. Oh, they will. Using the open parentheses as a C, he's genius, my god. I have not thought of it. It's insane. It's a (laughs) madman. But, um... (laughs) I don't know. It's a good time. Um... Let's see. I think we'll we'll probably move towards wrapping up the podcast um, here shortly with the next question. It looks like by my metrics, which should hopefully be all of our metrics, since in theory we have our synced um, start times. Looks like we're going on about one hour and eighteen minutes, plus or minus. Oh, yep, I actually cut just passed that point. Oh, good. Well, there we go. So we'll probably make this next one the last one, and then we will head into the wrap-up. So, oh boy. make this one count. Um, <laughs> in terms of social media and your work on platforms that aren't Twitch, you know, what, um, what are your thoughts on using social media to, one, connect with your community, and two, to grow your channel? Uh, because I know we've spent a lot of time just talking about it. it's very difficult to actually grow on Twitch because of the platform's discoverability issues. Right. So a lot of what you, a lot of the work you put into social media can um, be to make up for that. So I guess, what are your thoughts on that? You are very correct in that Twitch does not exactly allow small or growing creators uh to exactly find audiences easier it's definitely something that you kind of have to cultivate and grow outside of twitch more often than not um but social media is definitely very helpful in letting you do that because there's plenty of tools on other platforms like twitter facebook and instagram that allow you to reach out to people find more people that might be interested in your kind of content and you know pull them over to your channels um mm-hmm. i think twitter is a, a really good tool for that they have 
a lot of ways for people who are interested in maybe you know certain hashtags or interested in certain topics um, if you tag your you know content or you tag your information properly people will find you way easier on Twitter than they will on most other platforms um, I know myself uh, I try to make sure that I use the um, hashtag systems pretty well on Twitter um, as well as Instagram Instagram is okay which with their with their hashtags uh they're not super great um i've heard the instagram algorithm is not exactly the most refined or most biased towards new and upcoming uh creators but mm -hmm. it's definitely more useful than what you would find on twitch um <laughs> It's also helpful to post your content on places like Twitter or Instagram um, because those places have a better system of showing off videos and clips in that way. Um, I almost wanted to interject with TikTok, but uh, TikTok's kind of going a lot of going through a lot of things right now, so I'm gonna leave that one out of it's the list for a the lot time being. But I, uh, I will say I have used a little bit of TikTok here and there, and I have found. Um, that looking up channels through TikTok is actually pretty easy as well. You can find a lot of creators on TikTok. And because the platform is still relatively open and still kind of uh, very volatile in the changes that um, with different audiences and different people coming on, um, it's actually quite easy to run into other content creators or find content creators on the platform that are still growing, have you know under you know 10 viewers or 10 followers or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. so for those platforms, it's actually easier to find those people. Um, I don't know exactly how their algorithm works, but I know I've been flipping through like the for you page, um, which is a, it's a TikTok term. It's like the page that you'll go through and it shows you like all new content from people you don't follow, but are within your interests. And mm -hmm. I've definitely seen people that are like, you know, two comments on their video and like maybe like four or five likes but it'll pop up on my for you page for some reason because it's within my interests so i appreciate that tiktok's algorithm at least does that where it'll show me content definitely from people that have not gotten a whole lot of views but still is within my interest so it'll show it to me anyways um which is nice uh that's good twitter twitter i'd say is definitely kind of my mainstay for content um for me, it's just the easiest place to throw my clips on my videos. And like I said, their hashtag system is really great and really easy to be able to like look and find your content through that. Um, so oftentimes when I think or look to post my content anywhere, it's typically on Twitter. Um, it's also, I feel like the way Twitter is set up, it's the most, I wouldn't say easiest, but it's definitely the lowest commitment because of how easy it is to just tweet something and how easy it is to just like and uh, retweet your content, share it. Um, I think the, the system that Twitter has in place, their whole, um, their whole system for how tweets work, I think in general just makes it very easy to share. So I find Twitter to be kind of the best place to do any kind of content or uh, audience kind of uh, raking in a sense trying to find more people that might be interested in my kind of content 
Um, There's a lot of emphasis on retweeting. I've found on Twitter, like more so than on Facebook, the the sharing. Oh yeah, no, the share button on Facebook is like it's rarely, rarely used by me half the time. Um, And um, even on Insta, I I still haven't found a way on Insta to share people's content. It's you can send it, but I haven't found a way to say hey i really like this content i want to put kind of one put my stamp of approval on it but also you know show this to my community and i just right. I think there's a way to do that but twitter that's what the whole platform's built around right and it's it's literally a two-click system you click retweet and then you click either tweet with comment or retweet without comment and then once you do that it's just shared on your page for everybody that follows you to see and i find that it's just so convenient it's very easy and it's efficient and that's why i think for my content it makes it all the better for my stuff to get shared out there because when i put something that i put in you know an hour or two of work into and i share a clip and i hashtag it and people find it they can retweet it just as easily as any other content they come across so it makes it a lot better for me as a creator to find or get my content out to more eyes to see it, but it also makes it easier for viewers who see it to be able to share it with their friends and their followers as well. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's, yeah, that's my hot take on that. <laughs> I'd say it's a pretty good take. I mm-hmm. definitely agree with uh, everything you said. Um, Colin, <laughs> you? I mean, that's... I don't really have much to add on that one. It's spot kinda... on. Let's go. <laughs> Nailed it. don't need it. anything else. It's just me. Welcome to my podcast now. <laughs> this is my podcast now. This is the Wave Hello Show. You just get to hear me talk for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring content creators Armaldo and Sedinja next week. Hijack the entire podcast. That would actually be amazing. <laughs> Just it's just a pass it on podcast. Time. We just make JJ host it now, next week, and then yeah. he passes it on just to who he hosts. You. Good luck. <laughs> that's kind of that's a very interesting way to do it. I don't know. Kind of the neat. traveling awesome. podcast. The traveling podcast. Sisterhood of the traveling podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> that was uh, that was a pretty good book. Okay. Um, but yes, speaking of the the popcorn traveling podcast. The way we end the bug buzz is by asking the interview, interviewee, sorry, um, who you follow and would recommend that um, we hit up next. Because, um, one, it's a great way to get to know new people and um, kind of get involved with different communities. Because I know both Colin and I are the type to have like a small circle of really good friends, um, which unfortunately means that our circle's not very wide. Hopefully this way we can bring our audience to other people and kind of get to know, instead of just bouncing around the same community forever, um, hopefully this is a way to, I guess, reach different people. Okay. Uh, so speaking of bouncing around within our own community, uh, Hit Malone, <laughs> our very own uh, Hitmonlee VT, 
uh, also a fellow streamer from the UK. He's a great guy. Uh, fantastic stuff on his channel. Definitely recommend to check it out. Um, he also started very recently along with the rest of us, and we found him through uh, somebody else I'm also about to recommend, but I'll get to him in a minute. Uh, but him on Lee has also started from kind of small beginnings from what I've seen on his channel. And um, he at first didn't even have a webcam, if I remember correctly. Yes. And I, I spent a lot of time on his channel because he was just fun to talk to. He was just a great guy to just hang out with. And um, he had like cool channel implications or not implications. Implementations. Implications. <laughs> Implementations. Uh, he had stuff on his channel that made it really fun to interact with him. And um, he, I've kind of watched him grow. And he had affiliate uh, like a month or ish back. And he's just been kind of growing ever since. He got himself a webcam. He has this whole like uh, wrestler mask he puts on when he's on stream. And it's his whole persona. It's really cool, actually. I really enjoy watching his streams. If you haven't seen. Him only, yeah, check him out. Him only VT. Um, but the second person I'm going to throw out to you is Billy TV because Billy was one of the uh, main creators that first um, I got in contact with uh, regarding my kind of streaming setup and kind of how I went about my, my streaming. And mm -hmm. um, he helped me out with a lot of great advice and how to go about uh, my schedules and a kind of my um, my whole ideology around streaming. Um, he does a lot of like real life coaching, apparently, from what I've heard and seen from his streams. And now he does coaching for uh, streamers as well. So he has this whole Discord channel that he goes on, and um, you can join, and he'll help you out, give you advice. Um, he does like one on ones with you to talk about like your current work and what you're doing um, on Twitch and in other places. Um, he has like awesome tools and stuff that you can like download from his. Uh, I believe he has a, a a website or YouTube. I'm not entirely certain. You might have to check that out. But um, he's also a super great guy, and I think he would be a awesome person to get to interview along with him only. Um, those two are fantastic gentlemen, and I think they would have a lot of insight and as well as a lot of different contacts into the streaming world that you might be able to get some cool stuff off of. Oh yeah, I know. Um, Billy's YouTube channel has actually been a great resource for me as I've been kind of researching, um, what to do with our stream and where to go next. Um, I'll definitely have links to that and his uh, his own Discord, which is the single most popping off Discord I've seen in quite a while. Um, those those links will be in the description. And I have yet to actually meet someone in that Discord who isn't just a fantastic person. Yeah, um, they're all they're everybody in his community are fantastic, great people, and they're just so much fun to to hang around and be in his channel and just talk with them. It's it's he he really finds a way to like cultivate this like really welcoming space for people. And it's really mm -hmm. it's really awesome what he does. All right. That's my, that's my shtick. That's my stuff. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, we will do our very best um, to see if we can beg Hitman Lee for his appearance on our podcast. He would grace us with his wonderful presence. His, well, I guess we wouldn't really see the, his lucha mask on our, uh, our <laughs> podcast. 
You just, just know people see it. that he probably has it on even while he's recording <laughs> just straight audio because that's the kind of man he is. What's our first question? Person. Can you put on your mask? Yeah, is your mask so on right now? So we can speak to him alone and not him on Lee. <laughs> oh, he's got two different, like it's him and Lee, but then with the mask on, he's him alone. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, well then, uh, wish us luck in securing the, the wonderful um, vibrant tones of the one and only him alone and jj <laughs> thank you so much for coming on our podcast and talking with us for what is apparently by my metrics a full 90 minutes of your life Woo! can't it get that back my yeah, pleasure you're never getting that back time. sorry to tell you but thank <laughs> you so much for talking with us and sharing experience. your experiences your wisdom my wisdom my few uh, months of wisdom, but whatever wisdom I can hear, <laughs> I guess any wisdom at all to some who don't have. All of us are so, only a few months in. It's like, it is well, it is good enough, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I'd argue it was even better than that. Um, it'll be even better once I go through and surreptitiously cut out all the bits that I didn't like. <laughs> and it'll literally just I be... I didn't like, because right. this is my podcast. See, see, this is me, my podcast. It's just going to be, me, after me. all this is done, it's going to be 40 minutes of just me talking. <laughs> yeah. I'll just have, like, a word of JJ. I'll just I'll finish my question and be like, yeah. And then I'm all cut in with, yeah, I really <laughs> think that this is great. It's a podcast. Mason interviews himself. The only <laughs> one that matters. 